When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. My talkers, it is Thursday. We're hanging out with Lori in Hawaii, and we've got a special guest host with us today. So let's give her a rounding applause here, guys. Which I can't even. I can't believe I, I get to be with another Hawaii Lori. Hawaii Lori, do you like Hawaii Lori? Do you? I well, I'm a huge fan of your Insta. Um, when that pig almost bit your ankle, uh, mm-hmm. to say that I passed that around about twelve different people would be an understatement. Uh, you would be referring. Let me get the formal name to my little feral Hawaiian pig companion. Yeah, Radiant Lapinta Kiko Poco Nagami Nabita. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, that's what I said. Hey, one quick I hint doing production on air. Could you try to turn your mic up a tad for me, Lori? Just a little bit. Oh yeah. Thank you. How's that? Mm. Oh, if someone could film me <laughs> getting ready for this show, <laughs> that would be hysterical because I am sweating like a prostitute in church, is one of my dad's sayings. I'm so frantic about, you know, getting everything right. Yeah. I'm not the most technical person. And how's that sounding, Grant? Hopefully, good. It's coming across um, very well. So, yeah. yeah. So you've been loving life. This is your last, can I say it's your last week? Am I allowed to even mention that? Yes. yes. Are you emotionally I, okay pretty, to hear that? I can't wait to get home. Really? Yes. I've never heard you say anything that crazy. I've never been gone a month before. I know. Do you miss St. Paul? I just miss my home. I've got there's family stuff going on. I know, um, yeah. That I need to be home for, and so I'm just ready. I'm. Uh, this is one trip. I'm. I have been having a wonderful time and all of that, but um, yeah, it's just. Um, you know, um, I'm writing everything out in longhand for people who don't know. Julie and I are paper people. We don't have a bunch of tabs open on our computer. Yeah. That we go back and forth. We like to organize with paper. So, Brittany, I'm. I had to buy a notebook to write oh. all my stories out <laughs> in longhand, and 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 I have a journalism minor. Um, and when I went to college, I kind of learned this journalistic shorthand. Mm-hmm which I can read and maybe someone else, you know, who's also a journalist read. Anyway, it's just been a lot of, um, I'm worried about um, my dad. There's, yeah. You know, bad things going on with my dad and I haven't really talked about it. Um, it's hard when so things little, like that happen from a way far, you just feel like yeah. lack of control. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, um, you know, my little, my little videos of lady exercise yeah. uh, distract me for a minute and, 
out on this beach right across from our house, there's just this, these steps that were from probably a home a long time ago. And I found out that in Hawaii, anything that like washes up on the beach, like steps from something from long ago, they just have to remain. So I thought, oh, that's my Hawaiian stair stepper. Oh, there you go. For the lava rocks. And so we're most of the time, you know, I, we do it in one take, but mm-hmm. Casey does try to Scorsese me and give me some direction. I'm really not having it. I just told him, lady exercise, the flow just has to flow. I get, yeah, you're a one take kind of girl. Um, I kind of like to be. Yeah, I, I, I see that. I think we all know that. Um, Sorry, I got to interrupt one more time here, guys. Sorry, yeah. Lori. Uh, we are going to have Adam jump into your laptop here and try to connect your microphone again because right now we're not getting a good sound. So, uh, just want—I know we hate doing production on air, but um, how how is just to set things up for you, Brittany? Because your mic's working great now. How is uh, how is your? You had a test today, right? Did you I have- did have a test today, and I was telling Grant, Lori, and one of the most interesting things about so I'm. Um, I'm 31 weeks pregnant, so I'm almost 32 weeks. I don't know why it matters. Like, saying 32 just feels like two months left, and, like, they'll be like, oh, finally. But we were talking, when I came in, I'm, I'm just looking super pregnant lately. Like, everybody's noticing. And um, I was telling Grant today I had this test, and a part of me is going to be pretty sad when this baby goes. And this is the only part of me that's going to be, <laughs> I mean, you know, I love, there's a lot of pluses. But one thing I love is, like, I feel like she's talking to me all the time and like it helps me cheat on the test. Like I'll be like, do you think it's this one or do you think it's this one? Like give me a kick, kind of feel it out. Two kicks for B, one kick right? for A. Unfortunately, well, ne- next, our next segment we're going into and I'm in, I'm in a nursing program is, um, is I will be in the reproductive system. So I think she'll be oh. actually know that one pretty well. I mean, I would hope, right? Like she's going through that process. Um, this right. last one was kidneys and respiratory, which, um, I don't know. I don't think she did that well. I'm kind of too scared to tell her what grade she got, but uh, for being inside a body for you yeah, know, you like think, he, you think she right? Could, you know, maybe she's pick been, up a couple things. She's been kicking everything, <laughs> and I'd say another big problem we're having around the household is um, my husband keeps thinking I'm either like angry or um, you know frustrated or crying okay, because he'll yeah, always shows he'll go um, he'll say you know what's the matter what's going on. And I'll have to inform him, like, that's me breathing. Like, this this is just how I breathe now. And it's one of those things where I think we uh, we find ourselves constantly having a conversation of, hey, are you, are you upset? And I, I'm halfway up the stairs taking a break. And I'm like, no, this isn't me having a mental breakdown. This is me, like, conquering Everest at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Actually, I can't imagine, but I would not. Yeah, yeah. Can't if you had a choice, Grant, yeah. you were going to have a kiddo. Okay. Would you push for a boy because you're a boy or would you push for what would you want? Oh, that's a great question, but I'm going to be honest, yeah. I want I want a boy. I'm I've got, Is that true? Yeah. I mean, I, I would love a girl too, but yeah. I want that like I really want to do all those things that you know, if it was a girl and she wanted to go see every play in the in, in the country, I'd go take her to that. Yeah. But I really have this like well, You had such a great relationship with your dad and your yeah. mom too, but you have such a great relationship with your dad. I see that. And that I want to I want to do those like kind of father-son things that yeah. like my dad taught me and my grandpa taught him and it would be fun, but if I had a girl, I would definitely find a way to adapt it in a way that she also, could learn from Also, they might too. still do all those same things. It's just kind of funny because we automatically go to, like, 
oh, yeah, we want to teach them, you know, this or that. And it's just kind of funny how, you know, you make plans and then. And then you never know what's going to happen. So exactly. So happen. whether it's a boy or a girl and we're going to ballets or ball games and it's with the boy or the girl, <laughs> I'm all for it. So, but I would prefer a boy. Also, in my random thoughts today, I do have to tell you guys as a teaser, I went to a place for second breakfast. Oh. That was amazing. And it's oh. here in St. Paul. So second keep, breakfast. Second breakfast. It's a thing. Um, you can have third breakfast, too, if you want. Wouldn't that be like breakfast for dinner or? No, no. I mean, like this is before lunches. <laughs> oh, 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 so you had the double meal before noon. All right. That yes. must have been a good breakfast. This spot. was second breakfast. And I cannot wait to tell you guys. I'm kind of annoyed that I'm going to tell you guys about this because I think it's already busy enough that mm-hmm. like I don't want to have to be wait in line. But it was so good. I can't not tell you guys about it. So let's just it's they have a fun take on pancakes. And I feel like you're going to love it. Oh, I've done something in Hawaii oh, where really? we might be talking about the same type thing with pan- fun take on pancakes. Interesting. Awesome. And Lori might even know what I'm talking about. Lori, how are you doing? Let's see how your voice sounds. Okay, let's check the volume. How am I sounding? We're still a little low there. So um, Adam must be still working on that. I apologize to oh, be doing okay. the production when, on there. When we come back, we're going to be talking about, um, you know, we want to say that we can't that we're over this, but we're not over this. We got more stuff on the slap and you're going to want to hear it on who's saying what and what's Chris Rock at this point dealing with it here on My Talk 1071. This ain't your father's or your grandfather's and especially not your weird uncle's talk radio station. This is My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Hey everybody, how can how is my uh, sound coming from the Big Island, Grant? A lot better now. A lot better. Thank God. Okay, Ooh, good. Yes. Good, good, good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Add a little I, more I sweat of, to the mix, right? <laughs> I'm just adding sweat to the mix. Well, we <laughs> the story we can't get enough of. No one seems to be able to get enough of. And I'm dubbing it, I uh, can't remember who called it, the Slappening miniseries. Mm, I like that. <laughs> Um, what happened on Sunday night at the Oscars. And there's a lot of back and forth and back and forth. But again, Kimmel last night on Late Night was just kind of on fire with this. And I found him to be, um, because he's hosted the Oscars, so I don't know, I just find what he has to say about it pretty funny. But this is from last night's monologue. Uh, The first clip is uh, the Academy is conducting an official review. We're here in, uh, at our home in Hollywood. We're just across the street from the Dolby Theater, which was the site of the most dramatic moment in Oscar, maybe even television history. The William Manila, as it's being called, it is turning out to be this generation's version of the moon landing. Was it a crime? Was it staged? Is it the end of comedy? Is it cake? We don't know. Unless you've been living under a Chris Rock, you know the story, we all do. People living in igloos know the story, but the Academy of Motion picture arts and scientists, they're not jumping to any conclusions. They've begun what they call their official review. The president and CEO of the Academy sent a letter to members 
says it'll take them a few weeks to complete their investigation of this incident. And a lot of people are wondering what, uh, why it will take a few weeks to investigate something we all saw happen in real time. You have to remember, uh, it takes these people four hours to hand out eight awards. So they're, <laughs> they're in no rush. They do one thing a year, and that's it. Oh, my gosh. He's so good. Um, okay, then the, the next thing that he has is... Um, talking about what punishment could have happened to Will Smith. And I really, I don't want them to take his Oscar away. I, I don't know why, because it, the movie is good, so good, and he was so good in it. But again, he's brought this on himself, but I don't think it warrants taking away his Oscar. And I, I probably they won't have him present next year, Best Actress. Yeah, but that sounds like more of a reward than a punishment. <laughs> Oh, to not well, believe me, I think he that's that's kind of an honor. I mean, Anthony Hopkins didn't think he'd win last year, yeah. and he did, and then he was there to present. So, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Well, let's see what Jimmy Kimmel says. Well, you know what they say it's an honor just to be investigated, and <laughs> they vowed to take appropriate action. So, now the question is, will they what are they going to do? They're going to suspend Will Smith's membership or maybe even take his Oscar away? I don't think they should do either of those things. I really don't. If the Academy wants to punish Will Smith, you know what they should do? I have the idea. They should make him host the red carpet interviews for E! next year. Oh, that'd be amazing. Let him stand outside asking uh, Olivia Coleman, who designed her purse for four hours. Or maybe for ten years, he's not allowed to star in anything good. No big franchises, no big directors. The Academy sentences you to one decade of Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> okay, now he's coming right. for us. Now we yeah. can ruin our spot. Don't blow up right. our spot. You know what's funny, Lori, is I've been thinking, I mean, it's, I think we've all been thinking about this, right? Like, what, where, where do you go from here? And I agree. He did, he did really well. I don't care if he keeps his Oscar or not. It really makes no difference. The thing is, it's like he'll always have that, that scarred anyways and the association. Yeah. That's whatever. It, it, that's on its own. But, I don't know, like, and he's he was coming out with I Am Legend 2, which I was very excited about because I loved I Am Legend. But a part of me just has no interest in him now. Like, I, I'm i not excited if, about things that I would normally be excited about him. And I, I just watched him, you know, this last, like, what was it, a year ago where he did the um, reunion of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And I thought, what yeah. a likable guy. Mm-hmm. And now I just, I don't find myself wanting to do, go to, and, and not like I'm boycotting, not like it's a formal thing, but I'm just like, see, you can't unsee that. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? I think they should have Chris Rock definitely host the Oscars next year because the one thing they could have done, because didn't everyone feel like their TV was freezing? Oh, yeah. It just... Okay, remember the freeze? It just stopped, and I was like, like, oh my gosh, is the DVR not working? Yeah. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. They they could have cut to commercial. Yeah. As soon as he strode up on stage, because in rehearsals, the the people, the producers knew that wasn't a planned thing. Yeah. So they could have just cut away. And they wouldn't have had all this publicity, and we wouldn't have seen that. And I wonder why they didn't do that. And I know Will's publicists are working super overtime crisis managing this because they've now told TMZ, or I should say they planted a story with TMZ saying the Academy lied about asking Will to leave. I think it w- they had like two minutes, mm-hmm. and probably half the people in charge said, oh, yeah, he should leave, and half the people said no, and they just didn't have time. So I think that's not true that the Academy lied about it. I think they couldn't come to consensus, and Yeah, that's a different thing. I think you're right. I do think there's a little bit of a lie that they asked him to leave. I think that there was no well, formal think- asking, but I think you're right that there was talk of it. No, I, I, I bet I bet like the six people in charge, maybe three wanted them him to leave and three didn't. And but the like executive when, producer Will Packer said, no, no, we're not going to do that. But do you so, think anybody went up to him and actually asked him to leave? And that's what they're kind of claiming. The the publicist is claiming she asked him if he wanted to leave and that the Academy didn't. But you can bet that in those uh, hurried 120 seconds or however long they had it was discussed you know and i it's yeah not in any bylaws there you know that's that's never never happened i don't know do we have time for kimmel's uh last couple jokes yeah we could do it we could definitely get another one in for sure here with uh okay let's let's see let's see what else should we do the say. the oj one the, the oj simpson oh, sh- or did, did yeah I don't care whatever yeah we got time for that one quick let's do this one many okay. notables have spoken out and condemned both what Will Smith did and also those in the audience who gave him a standing ovation after he did it including a famous athlete who's been the subject of some Chris Rock jokes himself the question I've been getting is Will Smith and Chris Rock hey look it was unfortunate I I, I think Will was wrong uh, look I understood the feeling now uh, in my life, I've been through a lot of crap when I was raising two young kids and every comedian in the country had an OJ routine and don't think I wouldn't want to be slapped a couple of those guys, but you got to accept it's, it's human. I didn't even think that was all that egregious. Okay, so when OJ's giving you a lecture on self-control, <laughs> that is, I think that's... I didn't look it up, but I believe that's the very definition of egregious. I know this. After what happened to me in Las Vegas, if I would have done that in front of a billion people watching around the world, they would have given me life without. I'm just saying, hey, take care. Just in case you're unaware that the world's upside down, we have OJ now claiming someone else got off easy. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's where you're at, Will. Like, that's where you're at. And I do think there's a part of me that's, you know, when he talked about taking the Academy back, it's like, no, I mean, this this is rough punishment right now. Like, 
That's who we're comparing you with. And you were like our favorite. Oh, he was yeah. could do no wrong. You know, I mean, but eyes. he could. But he apparently <laughs> could. Yeah. Oh, that's what happens yeah. when you think that you can't be touched, I guess. I don't know. I still I don't know. Well, Chris Rock, when we come back, Chris Rock played a sold-out show in Boston last night. We have exactly what he said about the uh, slap. Wow. And uh, we'll have that when we come back. And also a really, really amazing book review. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Brittany, thanks for filling in for Julia while she enjoys a long weekend. Of course. I love being here. Okay, so the slapping part five in the miniseries. Um, um, when you read the headline that the Academy lied about Will Smith being asked to leave, that's Will's publicist working overtime. They fed that story to TMZ, and outlets are running with it. Um, having half the group wanting you to leave, the other half not, is just no consensus was reached. There was no lying. Yeah. There just wasn't enough time. And I just want to say that. So Chris Rock was in Boston last night, sold out show on his comedy tour. And um, uh, there's this, uh, somebody on TikTok, Brittany, did this video of everything that happened. And it might have been someone at the Dolby. I don't know. But it showed Jada Pinkett laughing after the slap. And um, so people are that, you know, now they're mad about that. But this is exactly what Chris had to say. First of all, he came out to thunderous applause, standing ovation at this theater. And this is what he said, quote, I don't have a bunch of bleep about what happened. So if you came here to hear that, I have a whole show I wrote this weekend. I'm still kind of processing what happened. So at some point, I'll talk about that bleep, and it will be serious and funny. Okay, that and makes sense. That's all he said. I like that. I like that, too. I mean, I I think if I was him, I'd still be standing on that stage, and I wouldn't have gotten, a, like, two words out. You know what I mean? Like, I'd have been, like, going, uh, well... Uh, to this day. Well, that's the beauty of, you know, it happening to a comic. Because only a comic, in my eyes, could have handled that situation. Anybody else would have right. been a blubbering person. But he, like a good comic, took that with going down that left path and had to go right. And he took that right and did it perfectly, you know? And, you know, stayed on the high road for the whole thing. No, yeah. I don't want to charge him and, yeah. you, know, you know, file any charges or anything like that. Um, and, of course, uh, is there no no uh, all publicity is good publicity. I'm not so sure in the case of Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, that just true. proved us wrong. Yeah, but I think really because the the Oscars, the Academy Awards next year, people will want to tune in, and I seriously hope the Academy hires Chris Rock to do it because that would be huge ratings, and it would be a way to, I guess. If he wanted to do it, because it seems like a lot of work, and they, Jimmy Kimmel has told us you get paid $15,000. That's nothing. Yeah. I so don't, You said that there's a lot they, of people that want to watch the Oscars next year? I, there will be. I don't know. I mean, I guess I have oh, to yeah. tr- I trust you, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. After I watched it, I, I was like, I don't want to see anything from this girl. I don't think I'm that interested in it again. I don't know. It was like... If this is how Brittany, 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 you are fooling yourself. Yes, you'll have a baby, so possibly, possibly, <laughs> but I'll bet you anything you DVR uh, the Academy Awards because um, 
it people people will tune in and if they hired Chris Rock as the host if he yeah. accepted it then they'd really tune in uh for it and but I mean I don't know they're just gonna it's gonna take them a while to figure out what to do because they've never had this situation I think Holly is gonna at the dirt alert bring us the stories of I think there's only been five total people who've been kicked out of the academy mm -hmm. for egregious uh, behavior quote unquote but um we'll move along from the slapping because i want to tell you about an amazing book that i read mm, and awesome we're having the author on when the the book isn't out yet but we got an advanced copy and it's from chris bohalian and the book is called the lioness and chris bohalian we first discovered him when we read his book, The Flight Attendant, about mm -hmm. five years ago. Yeah. And the very first page of The Flight Attendant is how The Flight Attendant, the miniseries, starts off. And then from there, the, the, the TV show went off sort of in a different direction from the book. Mm -hmm. But Chris, he's written Red Lotus. He's written so many good books. But this is a book. It's 1964, and this... Hollywood actress who think of you know the the top of the a list actresses she gets married to her childhood sweetheart and she's the daughter of these Broadway producers and she takes her husband her brother his wife another actress her manager her publicist and they go on a safari um, to Tanzania and in 1964 there was a lot of uh, political unrest Tanzania was called Tanganyika I think was the original name uh, of the country so there was a lot of unrest and this book is a page turner mm. if you are somebody who you want to get on a list at a library or you want to pre-order it with your local bookstore. I think it comes out May 10th, and we're having him on the day of his book birthday. But it is such a good book because in the prologue, the first page, it's written, you know, here we all are, you know, and only a couple of us survive. And so the story is what happens. And I don't know if it really... Uh, struck me too because I went on a safari to Tanzania with my dad and it is amazing what the people who are your guides the mm -hmm. eyesight they have the animal planet stories that they have and um, it, it's just just a real real page turner so any book by Chris Bohalian I recommend he's also a fun follower on Twitter um, and uh, one of the things, and I had forgotten this on our safari, they know all these kind of cool animal facts. Are you ready for a couple? I love animal facts. Okay. So hyena scat, okay? Yeah. Hyena scat is ash white. What? And the, re the reason why is because hyenas just basically get the bones. Wow. So if a lion takes down an animal... Uh, maybe a cheetah will get a little piece, you know, after the lions are done eating, the vultures come in, but the hyenas basically get the bones. That's so and interesting. So their, their scat yeah. is white. Hmm. Um, I wonder, okay. I wonder what the breakdown in their digestive system that would allow them to survive off of that. That would be enthralling. 
I, I have no idea. And then the other one, which I had forgotten our guide Madafa had told us. So this one day we're out in the Serengeti and we come to this river and it looks like, I'm like, oh my God, look at all those cool boulders. And we get out of the Range Rover and then I realize those boulders are making big sounds and water is spraying. They're hippopotamus. And this 12-year-old girl who was on our safari said, oh, it's, it's, it's hippo soup. And, um, and so they stay in the water kind of all day. They're good swimmers. They have good mm-hmm. eyesight. They can dive deep. And they come out at dusk to forage like for green grass or whatever they're eating. But they're the most dangerous animal in all uh, any African country. They can get up to 40 miles an hour. So they kill more people than any other animal in Africa. Yeah, that one I knew. That one is like you one did? of those. Yes, I did know that. Um, if you watch a bunch of videos of people on safari, when when the hippos come up, any of the you know the guides, that's when things get serious. Like, oh yeah, and like they can, they we gotta charge. go, we gotta do this. Even in the water, like you know they'll knock you know boats over and things. Um, yeah, I uh, that that's it's okay, so it sucks. This. It sucks though because they're so cute. Like, why are you so cute and so deadly? How dare you? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the thing is, like, their other trick that a hippopotamus has what? is that if they hear a rival hippo or they feel that they're in danger, like maybe something is stalking them, they have a sixth sense, mm-hmm. maybe a cheetah, which hunts in the daytime, or a leopard or a lion. Yeah. What a hippo does is they unleash a whirlwind of dung. And they march towards whatever they feel is a threatening area. Then they turn around and then they spray poop all over the place. You know, that would be effective in bars as well. I think that would work in humans just as well. I would not mess. If I was about to get in a fight and that's what a girl did, I would go, all right, you win. Congratulations. Yep, take it. Yeah, so they also mark their territory that way, but it also, you know, no nobody wants to, no animal wants to run into a blazing fire of a hippo, brrr, the poop just spraying no. everywhere, and they also use that to mark their territory. So. Baby <laughs> hippos are so cute, it's not even legal. They're like, I know. they're just, they make my whole jaw lock up they're so cute and you can't <laughs> yeah. even touch them like what i know i i thought about when we were at this river and they're just submerged in the water i thought that would be a funny jackass stunt to see somebody jump on the back of him to, 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 oh. to try to get to the other side of the river but oh. it would be too dangerous oh god it gives me just anxiety <laughs> So anyway, but yeah, the lioness is absolutely terrific. And again, Chris Bohalian, who uh, authored The Flight Attendant, we also, I think we've had him on maybe for four or five of his books, The Red Lotus, Hour of the Witch. He's just really a terrific, terrific writer. And like I said, a good follow on Twitter. And it's Bohalian, B-O-H-J-A-L-I-A-N. But you're going to want to sign up for this book because it is just it, it mixes Hollywood um, and Africa and safari and it being in the 60s it's just a terrific book I know it's hard to ask but is that your favorite book you read on vacation 
Um, that and uh, Kurt Johnson wrote a book called The Barons, which okay. I might have time to give a review on. And he's going to be on our show when that book is out. That okay. was an adventure book up in like in Canada. That Stephanie Hansen's husband wrote it, and it is amazing. And I'm sure it's going to be option for a movie or a TV series. So those have been my two favorite favorite. But okay, cool. I've, I've I've read, you know, I've read maybe 15 books. Yeah, I know. You're insane. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah, I know, but I have it not as many as I, you know, like can, you know, in a week. I, yeah. I just have a couple hours to read every day. So anyway, all right, listen, when we come back... Uh, there's amazing TV show that um, Grant is going to tell us about. And I also read a very interesting story about the Amazon TV series that's going to be the most expensive show ever made called The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Mm. When we come back. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Brittany's filling in for Julia. We got our technical problems worked out. So I think everyone's feeling pretty good. So um, uh, Vanity Fair got a sneak peek at the first three episodes of Amazon's um, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, which will debut on Amazon on September 2nd. And it's based not on a Tolkien novel per se, but on the huge backstory that he laid out in the appendix appendices to the Lord of the Rings trilogy, this 151-page book. And apparently Bezos, not only is he obsessed with space travel, he's obsessed with Tolkien. And he bid on this 151-page sort of just a setup of everything that happened that led to Frodo and Sam and, you know, that whole story. He the bidding started at $200 million by the Tolkien estate, uh-huh. and he paid $250 million for the rights. And by the time it's all finished filming, which there'll be five seasons, it'll be a billion-dollar TV show. Oh, my God. That's so wild. Like, I mean, are you just accepting at that point that, like, the chances are you're not going to make your money back, but you're fine with it? Well, he doesn't really care because yeah. he's got the money. It's yeah. more of a reputational risk, like apparently. Um, okay, so the story will center around the forging of the rings, the mm-hmm. rings for the elves, the rings for the dwarves, the rings for the men, and then the one ring Soren used to deceive them all. So if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, a Game of Thrones, if you like this kind of thing, it really, Vanity Fair is raving about the first three episodes and one of the things that cracked me up when I was reading it is that apparently there are Tolkien scholars yeah. at different universities across the world. Did you know that? Yes, I also knew that um, they've accepted at a lot of colleges too. Is Elvish is a language, so you can really? do yeah, you can do that both studies yeah, double major. Well, so 
So the original Tolkien scholar who was hired for this um, project, he gave an interview to like a German podcast, mm -hmm. and he basically got fired immediately. That's how secretive, uh, and the NDA is basically you can't say anything about this show to anybody until it comes out. So they hired a new Tolkien uh, scholar, and... Um, the family uh, didn't want to sell this app appendices, or I think is what they were calling it. But because um, Jared Tolkien had already sold, you know, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, they were like, well, we might as well. And the yeah. family does have some input, the son. Mm -hmm. And it is going to be a TV show. I thought this was an important thing to point out, that even though it will be, you know, full of great, amazing special effects and all of that. Yeah. They want it to be, they want children to be able to oh, watch really? it. So, yeah, 11, 12 years old in, uh, in the story, they said you might want to pull, sometimes they might pull a blanket over their face, but they do want it to be kid-friendly, you know, like a, an older kid, fifth or sixth grade, yeah. or whatever it would, the parents decide. But we're not going to have the violence and nudity and sex like from a game of thrones oh i know but it's going to be uh you know amazon did wheel of time and that was 80 million an episode i don't know if you guys watched that i know i did um i mean that's on my list of watching you know that's kind of okay hear me out i know that you guys are uh, and, and i've liked the batman we went and saw the batman and um i enjoyed it, it immensely i guess i liked it a lot but I kept asking myself, what, they should have just made this R and gone full out. Yes, I'm with you. Uh, There's so many moments that they like, you know, avoid using blood on mm -hmm. like a, a should be bloody scene. Or yeah. it's like, this is dark enough that this is scary. You know, like it, it's it's like they did all the little loopholes that they could to just avoid being R. And it's like, it was so scary that like, I think it should have just been R and then leaned into it because they missed out on a lot of. Like, if you're going to be dark and gritty, be dark and gritty. Exactly. Yeah. And to the, to, to the point of where I think with the Lord of the Rings, this this series, the billion-dollar series, yeah. you got to recuperate that money, right? And if you exit out kids, like she said, you yeah. know, like, you got to hit all of it. So, you know, with Batman, well, I... Well, yeah, yeah, I think you're right about that. I mean, they, they want to have... Uh, more opportunity kids to... Kids be part of the audience. Yeah, because that but, always but I don't think, more money, but, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't think Bezos really cares. Yeah. Good point. You know? Yeah, good point. That's why I money. want him to just like That's I like point. I like, you know, call me crazy, but I like when fantasy shows lean into sex. Like we love Game of Thrones. <laughs> we love you know, our White Wolf. What's what's that move show we love with the guy, um, the White Wolf who who got the whore. Oh, the Witcher. Oh, the Thank Witcher, you, yes. the Witcher. Like, I like seeing a good butt but, here and there. But see, butt, yeah. it's not in Tolkien's books. But, like, the thing is, this is all not Earth. in Tolkien books Yeah, I now. know, but they're really trying to, the family were like, this. we want to keep it exploring the Middle Earth. The yeah. evil Soren will be part of that yeah. and all of that, but it's not necessary to add any sex to it because there wasn't any no, really they just, in any of, of the books. So. Yeah, just like the hint of, like, we've had sex, but we're not going to show it. We've right. made a baby, but we're not going to, you know... Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. I just like I like that. I don't know, and I I know you do too, Lori. Yeah. 
Anyway, but very secretive. They yeah. even have somebody that's in charge of security for, um, you know, any leaks or making sure no one's talking about any of this. So I'm kind of surprised that they gave Vanity Fair the first three episodes, but they are raving about it. And that's awesome. And Lord of the Rings fans are going to be happy. And then Grant has a great show to tell us about. Yes, it's called From, and I have to thank someone in the building who gave me this uh, suggestion. But it's 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 a Canadian show that was picked up by Epics, E-P-I-X, and you can stream it on Epics. Now, that's a service. They give you a few for free, but you can sign up for a free trial, get it in seven days, because the final episode airs this Friday. Now, this show is for more like a, the mine Lori type show, if you listen to the show. Now, if I can describe it this way in three parts, one would be... It's kind of like Supernatural. So you got that Supernatural, supernatural. feel. And meets, it has a little bit of Walking Dead, but there's no zombies. Mm-hmm. Meets Lost. Mm-hmm. Okay, so wow. essentially, there's this town in middle America in the middle of nowhere. And once you get there, you cannot leave. You just drive and people just continue to drive, but they end up back in town. Okay, but that's... Not this, the so then so think about it that way. You can't get supplies, so it's got that apocalyptic feel where everybody yeah. has mm-hmm. to figure out how to live together and grow things and survive. But the supernatural aspect to it is there's these nocturnal beings that are living out in the forest that come out at night <gasps> and they try to convince you to let them in your house. And if you let them in your house, it's not good. I think this sounds so good. It's fantastic. It's on Epics, and you can stream it through um, Prime through Epics. Love that. So, yeah. Check it out. All right, great. Thank you. Thank you, Grant. Listen, we will be uh, back at the top of the hour. We've got some Hollywood news to share with you that is not involving the